John, John chapter 8, verse 30, and says this, And he spake these words, many believed on him. Imagine the scene, Jesus is speaking. The Holy Spirit is speaking to the people's hearts. And faith, and faith is born. And then Jesus said to those Jews that believed on him in verse 31, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. 31. İsa kendisine iman etmiş olan Yahudilere Eğer benim sözüme bağlı kalırsanız gerçekten öğrencilerim olursunuz. Gerçeği bileceksiniz ve gerçek sizi özgür kılacak dedi. Ben nasıl nasıl kurtulacağını nasıl kurtulacağı hakkında düşünüyorum. And he sets us free from five things. Number one, the power of sin. You know, I was in northwest China. Northwest. In a Muslim section. Everybody spoke Chinese and Uyghur. Everybody thought I was Russian because no Americans ever go there. And I just thought, what am I going to talk to? How am I going to speak to these people? And I had Pastor Ghani was with me. And we began to just to talk to people about sin. Sin is a universal problem, isn't it? And I asked them, what do you do with your sin? That works in every language, in every culture, in every country. Wherever you go, Chicago, Moscow, Istanbul, Abu Dhabi, wherever you go, the problem is the same. People are in bondage to sin. The words of Jesus set us free from the power of sin. Number, number two, and that's James 1 verse 25. James chapter 1 verse 25. You don't need to turn here. That we, are, that we are set free from the power of sin. Sometimes people struggle. Sometimes we struggle so much with sin. And God just wants to speak to us. And through the, sp the spoken word, He sets us free. That we are no longer that we are no longer the old creation, that we are no longer slaves to the system. 
Number two, he sets us free from the punishment of sin. In Romans chapter 6, verse 22. The punishment of sin. Is that, is that beautiful in Psalm 32? Blessed is man whose sin will not be imputed to him. Number three, he sets us free. Number three, he sets us free from uh, calamity and destruction. Romans eight verse two. Yeah, number three. We're not lost. Sometimes we look at the tragedies in the world that are happening. And that we are not subject to random events. I'm going to just go through these quickly. Number four. We are free, we are free from the fear of death. Romans 8 verse 21. You know, I, I, we have all heard about many Christians that are being uh, killed. And um, on the internet, of course, there are just many pictures of Christians being killed. And, um, and uh, I saw one of those, I had an Iranian friend send me a picture of one of them. And, and uh, you know, of course, you know, it's just, I don't look at them, but I just saw this one picture of this one brother. And, and without going into details, he was going to be beheaded. And the picture was of him with the, was the knife was on his throat. One guy had a knife on his throat and he was ready to cut his throat. And, and I look, and it was just moments before he was killed. And, and he was a young man, maybe in his twenties. And in his eyes, he had the peace of God. Yes. And there was no fear in his eyes. And the scene, the scene was just horrific around him. Barbaric. Animalistic. And here's a young man who I don't even know. I don't even know what nationality he was or whatever. But I, he, was a, he was a brother in the Lord that was. He was free from the fear of death. And then number five. We are free from condemnation. From the Mosaic law. Galatians 5 verse 1 we are free from um, if you look at with me at the next verse here verse 33 and they answered to Jesus and they said we be Abraham's seed and never in bondage to any man how can you say how sayest thou you shall be made free Yuhanna 8:33 have you ever talked to somebody 
Espiriyle konuştunuz. And they say something to that, say something like that, say to you like that. Size böyle konuşan biriyle konuşuyorsunuz. Oh, I'm not embodied. I'm a free man. Ben ben köle değilim. I'm free. I can do what I want. Not like you Christians. You can't do anything. This man was in bondage that he was being talked to in verse 33. In verse 34, he was. Jesus said this: "Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin." Ve İsa 34. İsa size doğrusunu söyleyeyim. Günah işleyen herkes günahın kölesidir dedi. Servant of sin, huh? Wow. You are, and he just what Jesus said to him. But listen to what he says next in verse 35. And the servant abides not in the house forever. But, but the son abides forever. There's a lot of things right there. I just want to talk about for a couple minutes in the book. If the son, if you are a son, you abide forever in freedom, and you're not a servant to sin. You know, a servant is in the household just for a short time, or maybe a period of time. Belki bir kısa bir zaman için ama belki de bir zaman için belirli bir zaman için. And as soon as you stop paying him, siz ona ödemeyi bıraktığınız anda. Or if if you give him a choice, ya da ona seçim verdiğiniz anda. He's going to leave. O gidecek. And be free. Ve özgür olacak. And that's the way that's the way it is with sin. Ve günah da böyle bir şey. Is that sin is for the believer is not something that is a um, is a uh, permanent problem in our lives. And what I mean by that is, is that we our security in Christ is eternal. Our slavery to sin is not eternal. You know, we were driving here from the hotel, and I was just thinking, I was looking at, we were driving so much, I don't know, I think we drove everywhere. And I was looking at people's faces, and I thought, what do people here need? What do these Turkish, what do people here need? And I looked at them and I was thinking about it. I was praying. And you know what I I think it is I just think that people, like Turkish people, need to know that they are not servants to sin. That they, are, that they are not servants to a system. But they are sons. They can be in a relationship with God. A Muslim does not ever know if he's truly going to be uh, saved, if he's going to go to heaven or go to paradise when he dies. 
The question in his mind is always good or bad, good or bad, good. And notice what I notice what they often say. God is good, right? They say that. It's like as if it was a prayer. And I think that I'm not the professional understanding. I don't professionally understand Islam. But I think the real need for them is to see is to see the mercy of God. See God is merciful. See God that God hears the cry of the, the saint. You know, when we get saved, whether Muslim, Catholic, or whatever, pagan, or whatever, I think there's five things that can try to keep us from following I have Muslim friends that got saved. And each one of them faced this after they got saved. Number one, fear. Fear. What have I done? What have I done? You know, what's going to happen to me now? Uh, and there's this chance, there's this possibility or there's this potential to be fearful, to live in fear. Number two, cultural isolation. You're in a, you're, you grow up in a Muslim culture. You get saved. And and then what happens? Everything, everything changes. Okay, everything changes, and like all of the culture now is seems like it's against you. Like everything that you were, you know, uh, everything now is not is is um, focused against you in the culture. You. You feel isolated in your own culture. Number three. Number three. Family isolation. You know, your family finds out you got saved. And they say to you, uh, you're not going to get the inheritance. We're not going to give you. We're not going to give you the house. We're going to give it to your brother. We're going to give the money to your brother. Because I have a friend. Um, I have one friend that when he got saved, the whole family was crying and mourning and weeping as if they as if their son died it's unbelievable uh, number three number four our friends we could become isolated with our from our friends and number five we could become personally disoriented 
kendimizde kişisel olarak eksenimizi kaybedebiliriz. And I want to just finish this with with this here. What do we do with all with isolation and this disorientation? Ve biz bu izolasyonlarla ve bu eksene kaybetmeyle ne yapıyoruz? Jesus said, if you continue in my word, you shall be free. You shall be my disciples. İsa'nı dedi, eğer benim sözümde devam ederseniz özgür olacaksınız dedi. We need a compass. This compass that would help us when we're isolated, disoriented, afraid. How many have used the compass before? Used the compass. Used the compass. Compass. Compass is like this. Okay. Oh, pusula. Pusula. Yeah. So pusula is Arab. Okay. I'm so sorry, but I just translate. Let's start the message all over again. Yeah. Bize bütün bu izole edildiğimiz yerde korktuğumuz. He's translating campus. We all need a church. We need a campus. Bize pusula lazım. We need a compass. Bize pusula lazım. Are we all are we all on the same page now? Bizim hepimiz aynı saygı. Have you used the compass before? In the army. I was a scout. Have you used compasses in Iran? İran'da pusula kullanmadınız mı? Yeah, they use compasses like. Right. So when we're lost in the woods, we need to get the compass and get our direction. And then we're not lost. But when we get lost, when we get confused, when we get emotional, when we have questions that we can't answer, when we're afraid, when we're thinking, why am I in this? Why am I in Istanbul when I'm from Azerbaijan? Why am I living here? And why? We need to get our we need to get our compass. And that compass always points to that, the compass always points to one direction. It's going to always point to the love of God. How many of us would use a compass that changes all the time? No. We use a compass that doesn't change. And I want to finish with this. That Jesus said that we are no longer servants but friends. John 15 verse 15. In Genesis chapter 18 verse 17. And I want you to, if you remember only one verse from my message, just remember this verse. God said, "How can I not tell my friend Abraham what we are going to do?" God wants to communicate to us through His love what He's doing in our life, and this is what we call trust and, and relationship with God. Because 
when we are at work or at home or traveling or when we are in temptation when we are in need we need to pull out the compass and that compass is going to point us to the love of God and the love of God in Romans chapter 8 tells us that we're free we are free from sin we are free from fear we are free from condemnation we're free from confusion we are free from isolation and just know this remember it? I want to, I, a verse I'm just thinking of now maybe this will minister to somebody here tonight John chapter 9 Remember the blind man got the blind man um, believed on Jesus. Remember that. And then he got thrown out of the tabernacle. Because he believed on Jesus. And then he and he got his sight back. And it says in John chapter 9 that Jesus heard that he had been thrown out. What did Jesus do? Here's the blind man, isolated. Rejected. A little disoriented. What did Jesus do? He went to the blind man and ministered to him. When you and I get rejected or misunderstood or when we feel very alone in this world that we live in, Jesus will come and minister to us through the Holy Spirit and He'll give us words of life and love. Amen.